weather. It's the international best-selling author of Rich Dad Poor Dad, or the co-founder of Match.com, or the host of the MSNBC show, Your Business. They all have one thing in common. They are some of the many guests that want you to reach the finish line. Your host is Callan Diggs. Welcome. Welcome. Callan Diggs here. No guest today. Every now and then, I switch from the interview format to the one-on-one format. Myself and you. And it's going to be an interesting episode today. But I do want to make an announcement going into next year that I would like to make you aware of. Next year, starting in 2018, the Reaching the Finish Line radio show will be going into a lesser frequency. There will be a fewer episodes. Uh, there will be in seasons. The tentative idea right now is to do eight episodes a season. You know, and I'll take a break. And the next season, the spring, I'll come back with eight more. And I'll continue to do that until further notice. I've came to that because, um, uh, fortunately for myself, I've been involved in other projects and uh, definitely want to play a bigger role in some charitable projects to really help people reach the finish line and while I know that a lot of people appreciate these episodes uh, out of all of the things that make me money uh, this is probably uh, one of the least uh, profitable ones you know I know a lot of people enjoy the show and I still want to give that to you but it will be a fewer episodes starting next year um, and thereafter I do appreciate everybody that listens. And that's why, again, I'm not taking it away. Uh, we'll keep it. It'll just be fewer episodes. It'll just be uh, 32 episodes uh, starting next year instead of 52 episodes. And, you know, if that turns people off, you know, that's unfortunate. But uh, I don't usually talk about this, but sometimes people don't understand how this works. You know, free is not free. You know, um, you know there's causes and people you know are involved that produce these things to so I can kind of give this type of content to you uh, which costs money but uh, I'll leave it there uh, again you know if you want to keep the show running uh, you know you can go to the website there's many ways to support the show and uh, if that changes between now and then then I might reconsider all right so let's get into the theme of today's episode the theme is building influence and that's definitely one of the integral steps to reaching your finish line but is doing it from a place of sincerity is doing it from a place of service you have to be of service first before someone else can be of service to you you have to show a genuine interest we live in a very interesting world and there's kind of three philosophies 
that people embrace in their everyday life. You have dependence, you have independence, and you have interdependence. So dependence is when you believe that you can't do or you can't go at your pursuit alone. You always need somebody else to help you get to the next level. And sometimes that is perceived as kind of being needy. You know, person may say, oh, I need this person, I need that person. Some people may kind of project it externally, which may um, make it visible to other people that this person is a needy person, this person is a leech. And then some people kind of, you know, keep it internal, uh, but they obviously have the idea that they can do without other people and some people come from it from a dark place and then uh you know other people come at it from an ego place you know and where oh well i've written a book and i think i've written the best book so so since i think it's the best then other people uh will see will also believe it's the best and they will help me along my way to I don't know, get you know, get a blurb or endorsement or get featured in a prolific publication. You know, these these types of efforts to uh, have success with their book, with their album, with their movie, with their business, whatever it is. That's dependence. Then you have independence when a person has the idea that I don't need anybody. You know, I could do it myself. You know, you know, I have enough money to buy all the advertising, marketing I need. I don't need nobody, or, or you know, I could figure it out myself. I don't need coaching, or I don't need this or that. You know, uh, I'm my own man, or I'm my own woman. And now, independence is definitely better than independence. But sometimes independence can also project a sense of arrogance, a sense of egocentricity. So that's something you also want to be conscious of as well. There's nothing wrong with independence. It's really valued in Western society. You know, to be able to be on your own, you know, have your own place. Um you know have you know have a very you know being self-sufficient being able to take care of yourself without um uh, you know uh abusing uh, other people's resources just there is merit there is value in independence and it is better than dependence but it's not the ideal way and that's the third philosophy that I'll go into which is independence I mean interdependence rather interdependence which is you start from a framework of being independent but you understand that along the way you will need people to help you get to the next level but you also understand that you're 
by being independent, you can still be of service to other people. So when the time comes, and when you need the assistance of others, most likely they will be willing to reciprocate the help because they have been aware of all of the things you've done from and pa- for, for them in the past. They have seen the value of those things. And in return, they want to show you their appreciation for all of your contributions. So that's interdependence, which is what I highly recommend for people who want to reach the finish line. I don't know where you're at in your life. Um, you know, perhaps you're from a, perhaps you're in a place when you have a lot of responsibility. You have a mortgage. You have kids. You're you don't have a very um, profit profitable career which will allow you to save money you don't have a lot of disposable income start with a free audiobook go to reachingthefinishline.com and scroll to the bottom of the page to click on the audible banner to get your free audiobook you may not have a lot of free time but you can definitely listen to a book on a plane on the bus or even while you're driving go to reachingthefinishline.com and scroll to the bottom of the page to click on the Audible banner to get your free audiobook. Start reaching the finish line with your free audiobook. I can uh, sympathize deeply because there are many people I know who are going through that type of situation. But you have to know that the finish line starts at the beginning. I think a lot of people want to take shortcuts to get there which is they'll, they'll see another person they'll read their story and they'll see all the trials and hardships and adversity that they've went through prior to reaching the finish line and they say well I'm not going to do all that what's the quickest way you know you know, they essentially look for ways to skip through all of that so they can achieve the same prize without, without putting in the same work and unfortunately, when people continue to have that idea, that will always impede their progress in reaching the finish line. It's unfortunate, but that is the reality of the matter. People have, you know, if this is you're going through this, you have to start from the beginning. And really that's why it's very important to be conscious of the decisions that you're that you make because every decision starts with your choice and with the choice you make in that decision it has pros cons consequences potential repercussions that can be a detriment to helping you reach the finish line you may say okay well it happened there's nothing I can do right now. What do I do now? Okay. You know, again, maybe you come from that situation and where you have you have mortgage, you have that, you have a lot of kids, and you don't have a lot of disposable income. Well, you're going to have to start living below your means. Uh, that's the first thing. Uh, because the reason why I'm suggesting this is you have to find a way to be able 
to create more time that you can allocate to your business. Because if you're working, let's say, I don't know, 40, 50 hours a week, and then you have your kids who probably want you to spend time with them, and then you have a wife who probably wants you to spend time with her or, you know, him, um, or let's just say your your partner, okay? <laughs> it gets that gets that's it get, gets confusing. But you know, let's just say you're married, you have kids, you know, they're gonna want time as well. What is important is that you start to downsize, so you have more free time that you can allocate to your business. So by downsizing, you have to lessen the burden of the responsibilities that you currently have. And these responsibilities can be your mortgage. And if you have a mortgage, well, you might want to consider getting out of it. You know, a lot of times people, they have this definition of success and they kind of just chase one shiny object to another. They say, oh, well, you know, I want to get a house, okay? And then that's not enough, so they look for something else. And then that's not enough, so they look for something else. And a lot of people say, well, no, that's all that I really want. And to be honest, this is this is a place that I have been before, and I've said the same thing. You know, you get this one thing, and you think it'll make you happy, and unfortunately, it doesn't, and you chase another thing. And many people are not paying cash. You know, they're getting mortgages, they're having car payments and all that, and it just builds up and up and up. And, you know, what what are they really doing this for? You know, a, a society is it creates this image of what it is to be successful. And unfortunately, it's an illusion. You know, a success is when you can look internally and remain happy internally. If you have to look externally to define what makes you successful, then I think you're putting your focus in the wrong places. And many people aspire because they, you know, you know, they'll see what I have done or they'll see what someone else has done and they'll say, "Yeah, you know, I want I want to, you know, produce this album because I want to get what he has or I want to have uh New York Times best-selling book or international best-selling books. I want to get what Cheat has, or I want to have a startup like Uber or Airbnb, because I want to make the money that they're making, so I can buy the things that he or she has. You know, there's nothing wrong with having goals and aspiring to bigger and better things and having a business that you look forward to, but again. You have you have to look at your situation and you have to plan accordingly. So going from a house of a mortgage to perhaps getting an apartment or maybe getting a much smaller house and paying cash will be the sensible option. You know, if a person has enough equity in the house and they can find a house that's uh, they, they can pull out that equity and, and buy a house um, for that amount. Uh, or, or, or a lesser amount, that may be a good option. Or, or an apartment, uh, that can be um, even, a, even a better option. You know, or moving somewhere else where the cost of living is, is lower. These types of things, you know, um, 
uh, you know, I know a lot of people who they'll say, well, you know, I never had anything, you know, and they have, they'll have two cars, you know, the payments are like, you know, $300, $400 a month, close to, close to almost $1,000, then they have to pay insurance and all that, gas and all that, but then they wonder why they don't have any money, you know, like, maybe to a person who does not know that person that looks at them, and we say, oh, well, that person must be doing very well because they have two cars and they have a nice apartment or a loft or a house. But it comes down to how you feel internally. Again, it's what's internal and what is external. So it starts back to living below your means. You know, um, you may, you know, depending on how skilled you are, you may want to do, let's say, if you want to produce an album, or let's say, if you want to write a, you know, publish your own book or a movie, whatever the case is. If you have the talent, you may want to do it yourself, you know, because you say, "Well, I know how to do all these things," which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Kind of being a whole technician, orchestrating everything, assuring that things get done right the first time, preferably. But you're going to need time for those projects and if you're working 40 50 hours a week you know you're married with kids unfortunately it's not going to give you that time so you have to find a way to downsize you know live below your means which will require you to work less hours um, which will uh, you know which will increase your disposable income which will allow you to save um, you can look at the flip side of it uh, which is uh, perhaps you may prefer to uh, outsource these projects, you know. So if you're doing an album, you're going to outsource certain things to, let's say, uh, uh, what they call a, a music arranger, uh, a musical engineer, you know, producer, you know, maybe ghostwriters or these types of things. If it's a book editor interior uh, interior designer layout designer um, you know indexer so you can outsource these things but again you're going to need more money to be able to outsource these things as well now you're not you're not gonna be able to get people say well I'll just work more well that's not that's not the case that's not the, the solution rather want the full episode you can get it when you become a premium radio subscriber go to reachingthefinishline.com forward slash buy to get your subscription today. What do you get? You get things like early access to the episodes, commercial-free one-hour episodes, mastermind calls with our guests, freebies from our guests, as well as much more. Go to reachingthefinishline.com forward slash buy to get your premium subscription for it's another way for you to start reaching your finish line. Working more is... If you're an employee, it's gonna it's gonna make you it's gonna put you in a higher tax bracket. You're gonna get taxed more money, and unfortunately, it doesn't relieve you from your current responsibilities. Now, if you're working more and reducing your response your financial responsibilities, then that makes sense. You know, obviously, if you have kids, you can't re- you can't really reduce that financial responsibility. But these other things like mortgages, car payments, 
uh, a lot of these things that you really don't need. Uh, let's see your, you know, direct TV bill. If you're reducing your expenses and working more, then that can help. And in that case, um, yeah, you may get taxed more, but um, you will be able to increase your disposable income to be able to pay uh, for a lot of these people that you plan on outsourcing, you know, you know, paying these freelancers. So that's something that I want you to consider. Um, once you have arrived to that level, then that's when you can focus more on your attention on building influence. Now, you know, if you're an extrovert, that may actually, you know, you probably already have a natural orientation of being sociable with people. Um, you know, if you're if you're an introvert, you know, something probably you might have to consider more, being a bit more outgoing. Not not too much. I'm not saying you have to go to parties or network functions or these types of things, but you know, a few of them can definitely help you. Because people still appreciate, you know, meeting people face to face as opposed to meeting people through LinkedIn. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Something I have used successfully in the past and continue to do so. Uh, you can you can meet people there and talk via Skype, which is also good as well. Uh, but there is also a special bond that people appreciate when they actually can touch you, shake your hand, look in your eye, and there are perhaps a minority of people that may, that may prefer that. It might be the same people that can help you. Um, get to a certain point to to be the uh, let's say tunnel to help you reach your finish line again you know you know if if you're an introvert and you know i'm not saying you have to you know you know go go full-on extrovert and 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 to to, to build influence it's not it's not that's not what i'm suggesting um however uh, again going to a few uh, networking events uh, according to your niche or the niche you're trying to get into uh, can help. Like for example, if you are a real estate agent, um, even though your intent might not to be real estate, uh, you never know who may be in need or who may be interested in your products or services, or even a person there that can make a connection. Uh, but that would never you you would have never um, known that was possible until you put yourself out there. Um, and also, too, you know, it's also great if that was, let's say, your profession anyway, uh, because uh, it also perhaps allows you to meet uh, people there that could potentially advance your career, which can make you more money with that, which will put you in a position to create more disposable income, as long as you're considering that you have to downsize. Uh, it's very important. Uh, sometimes people, you know, they'll beat people up on being thrifty or frugal. There's lots of value in that. You know, it's being smart, it's living below your means, it's creating more disposable income, it's investing into a potential asset that can bring you to the finish line. So that's something very important uh, to keep in mind. You know, when it comes to building influence, you have to remind yourself that it comes from a place of service so it's not about what is in it for me it's not about that you know it's about how can I help this person and the best way to build influence is to find things that find, 
Think about things that you like. Okay. Think about things that you care about. Think about things that are important and meaningful to you. And find the other people who share those values, who share those passions, and have made more progress along the way than you have. And perhaps, you know, whether whether in a book or whether in an interview or you know, they may talk about things they want to do or things they need. And that's a good opportunity to offer your help. But not from a place in where okay, this this is the chance. I'm going to pitch my product. I'm going to pitch my service from, you know, I'm going to show him what I'm worth. I'm going to charge the highest price I can as possible. But since he likes the idea, he has a lot of money, he's going to pay for it. You don't want to come from a place. You, you, don't, you don't want to come from that place. You want to show people that you're sincerely interested. You want to build a relationship. And that you care as much about this cause that they do. And that you care so much that you're not going to, you know, uh, uh, try to throw in a throw an agenda that uh, underlies your self-interest onto that person. You know, you want to see how both of you can work together, and potentially, as a result, it will build the relationship and it will help more people as a result. You know, one thing I'm very I'm proud of is uh, the opportunity. In the past, I've worked with uh, a nonprofit organization. Uh, it was called the Global uh, Poverty Project. And, um, you know, I, I, I didn't know what, um, you know, it's, it's like unconscious incompetence. You don't know what you don't know. I didn't know until I started becoming more interested in them. I enjoyed working. For, it was a good. It was a good opportunity. It was a good cause. You know, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of grunt work and showed me really how a nonprofit organization works. Something in which prompts me to want to do the same in the future. But um, and I really had a great opportunity to talk with the owners. Uh, it being an international nonprofit organization, and uh, fortunately, I was able to uh, start to build a relationship with them, uh, especially uh, with Tanya. And uh, as and you know, I didn't know, but she also uh, is uh, leading another nonprofit organization, which I found to be very uh, dear to my heart because it increases literacy around the world. Uh, basically, uh, she gives an opportunity for publishers, uh, big or small, to uh, be able to uh, donate donate their books. To be distributed all around the world, well, all around the the, the uh, developing world, and I definitely have to say that such an opportunity like that it is priceless, and we're working towards a cause, you know, and that is something that you can replicate f- for yourself, you know, find someone and where you can be of service to that person and share the same passion. And create a relationship, and then once that relationship is blossoming, then you can ask for these types of, you know, of favors or you know, and and at that point, that person is significantly more likely to want to help you. So that's something to really keep in mind uh, if you intend to reach the finish line. Um, that's what I want for you. And I want to help you get there, but it doesn't come from a place of me, me, me. Uh, I can't tell you. Uh, for, so f- to give you an example, I write for several 
popular publications, Entrepreneur Magazine, Huffington Post, um, been published in Fox News, Inc. Magazine, Houston Chronicle. And I am inundated with tons of pitches from publicists. You know, you know, if they're clients, hey, you know, this is our client, we think this is a good idea, you should feature us. Just paraphrasing, but you know, it comes from a place of what can you do for me? You know, they don't have these ideas they, they don't have or they're not familiar that every people every person who writes for these publications don't get paid. They kinda have this assumption that, oh well you work for them or I see your name attached with this brand, so you must get paid. So in a sense I'm doing you a favor because I'm making your job easier because you're not working harder. You know, essentially there's a lot of people who like to uh you know, write for these publications for different reasons, uh as as, as a marketing tool. Um, but again, you know, if they came from a different approach, at the very least you have to if you're a publicist, you have to come with a better pitch. And really, uh even if you're not professionally a publicist, that's not your profession, uh, you're still coming at it from the same vantage point because you want to um, build influence. Now, if that is your profession, then that's probably the better approach you want to take. However, you know, again, if you're just trying to build influence, uh, I would suggest you revert back to the initial idea that I offered, which is to be of service, you know, really be of service. Thank you for listening. Just another great episode by Callan Dix. If you haven't already, purchase the book Reaching the Finish Line at reachingthefinishline.com. Now it's time for you to start reaching your finish line. So, where are you waiting for? Start 